And frankly, your salespeople who are killing it, they want you to look at those reports. They want you to see how successful they are. And I'm sure they're getting paid based on those reports as well. Mm -hmm. So um, if there's nothing to hide, you want the world to see how well you're doing. You're listening to Estimate Rocket Radio, the hassle-free online software for service contractors that keep your business running from lead to pay. We want your business to grow, so we make it easy to get your job done. Hey everyone, it is a great day at Estimate Rocket Radio, and I want to give you all a very warm welcome. My name is Kathleen. I'm the Director of Sales here at Estimate Rocket, and I am joined by my very dynamic co-host, Chris Shank. He is the leader of education and engagement here at Estimate Rocket. Hello, Chris. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks, Kathy. And, you know, Chris and I are always super excited because today we have Tom Drost in the studio with us here. Tom is the founder and CEO of Estimate Rocket. Tom has been a software architect and engineer for over 25 years. And from a personal experience, I can share with you that Tom has a really true deep passion for offering his customers software support and services at such an extraordinary high level. Most of our customers have actually never experienced anything like it before. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. We we really try to have a community within our Estimate Rocket team where we create raving fans of our customers. We're talking today about sales teams. How do we make our sales teams better rivals in the marketplace? Because other companies have great sales teams. Come on. If somebody's running a company, building a company, growing a company, they are going to be investing in good salespeople. So how do you get the best and how to train the best with the best tools. That's what it's all about. Rival training for sales teams. So welcome to Estimate Rocket Radio, Tom. Great to be here, Kathy. So Tom, we are talking about the best sales teams and what constitutes the best sales team. And actually, Kathy, being the sales director at Estimate Rocket, you're you kind of interested in this too, aren't you? Oh my gosh. As soon as I saw the topic, I'm like, <laughs> I love this. I- I'm pretty convinced Kathy and I will have some different uh perspectives on this. So well, that's good. Be, it should be fun. <laughs> that's good. She's going to bring kind of a frontline approach mm-hmm. and uh, that whole strategy of bringing on salespeople, training them, kind of working with the different tools. Obviously, Estimate Rocket, we believe is a really strong tool available in the arsenal mm-hmm. of what salespeople should be using. We've had rival training to help people become better competitors in the marketplace, because as you know, competitors are rising up all over the place all the time, now more than ever. And mm-hmm. so you've got to have a strong competitive teams. And then in our rival training, we're focusing it for sales roles and project managers. And we're just helping you concentrate on different roles in your company. So that's what the rival four is all about. So we just did rival four sales teams. And Tom, one of the things we talked about is knowing when you're ready for a salesperson. A lot of people are kind of at that border, that junction in their company, and they're feeling their way forward with some of that. And we've done a We've already done a podcast on backlog and how that's important for hiring mm-hmm. new people. But what do we need to know about hiring a salesperson? How do you know when you're ready? Yeah, I think there's a there's unfortunately a lot that goes into that, Chris. And 
And again, this is one of these things like many of the things that, that, uh, you know, businesses face is they go through different stages of growth. And so if we're talking about early stage, this may be one of those really difficult hires because, uh, you know, it's the first position you're going to hire where you're not directly getting, uh, they're not producing revenues for you. They're not a, you know, direct generator of income. They generate sales, which lead to income, which is critical, but it, but it is, a, it doesn't, can end up being a leap in terms of, you know, when you do it and how you do it. Um, mm-hmm. So you, so you have to have, you have to have some metrics and numbers for it, for sure. Um, I guess the other questions that you have as you're growing is, you know, which came first, the project manager, the estimator, or the salesperson? When you get to hiring a salesperson, you may have already hired a project manager and an estimator. Because yeah. those folks can immediately take, you know, a project manager can run more crews so that frees you up time to do more sales, for example. And then the estimator can estimate more sales. So it frees you up to manage the company and to do more sales closing. And then finally, as you get through that stage, that pure salesperson maybe the last one you hire because now you've got the volume, you've got the crews, you've got the estimator and you're ready to, uh, you know, hire a full-time sales, one full-time salesperson or more to really carry on that sales role full-time because your, your time is getting split between all the other things that, a that, a you know, business owner goes through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I have to tell you, you know, Chris and I have spoken to so many of our customers And we recently spoke with this dynamo. She was a professional woman on the marketplace, um, had started a family. And so one of our customers picked her up part-time to work from home and raise her children and do sales for him. And we spoke with her and she was just killing it. And she's doing it remotely and FaceTiming looking at the projects and then having a consultation over the phone. And she was thrilled with her high level of production for the company and that she was able to do this and still work from home and raise her family uh, part-time. So it it really, you know, you don't need to start out with a full-time salesperson, I guess is what I'm saying. And that was, that was Rachel Garmer's, right? Yes. Walls by Design. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good one. That's a podcast out there. Just everybody, if you go out there, Estimate Rocket Radio, look at our uh, podcast we have in the queue. And that is, that's a really good one. You're good point, Kathy. So, so our clients are paying for the production of what the salesperson does. And that could be a really great way to ease your way into mm-hmm. getting a really high level salesperson on your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's underutilized uh, area is is some of the part-time resources that are available Mm -hmm. out there for you. Um, The other thing that comes to mind in the case of the salesperson is your first salesperson might be a salesperson and estimator Mm -hmm. as opposed to just a pure salesperson. And again, this depends upon where you are in your growth phase, but that by having that person do both of those jobs, you may kill two birds with one stone and ease your burden. So you can spend more time managing and directing and have have both of those other roles filled. Right, right. Yeah. There's a lot of professional, highly professional people out there that do 
want to start a family and are willing to work part-time. So we definitely need to have our customers look into those venues and avenues and, and, you know, you'll find some really great talent that you can tap into. One of the thing that I really think needs to be considered as you're hiring or uh, looking to hire a salesperson is what type of salesperson you're hiring. And what I mean by that is there are salespeople who are great at following up on leads and taking them from the lead stage all the way to being closed. And then there are salespeople who are, are uh, hunters and will go out and get leads and then follow them through to close. Mm-hmm. And those are two relatively different people. So if you're in a situation where you've already got all these inbound leads because you're doing, you're killing the marketing and you're, you know, you've got great SEO and these leads are coming in so fast, you can't handle them. Then Mm -hmm. that person who can hop on the phone and follow up on the leads and carry them to close would be a perfect choice. However, if, if you're looking for someone to go out and, and hunt for new business, not, not servicing inbound business, it's a slightly different role. So you want to consider that when you're going out and hunting for this person. And mm. you really need to define what that role is going to be because there are a lot of different types of sales. Hunter and gatherer, perhaps? Yeah, hunter. flusher, flusher <laughs> and uh, hunter, I think, are the two okay. things. So the flusher is one flusher. that goes out in the field and finds them all. And the, the, you know, the hunter uh, brings, the, brings the beast home. <laughs> Ah, mm-hmm. nice. Or, or should we call that person the closer? The closer is probably a, a gentler mm-hmm. term for it. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it. Those are great, though. Okay. Yeah, if you don't close them, they're not worth anything yet to the company. So, Tom, you know, looking at the thousands and thousands of customers that we have, what do you see the sales role actually doing within the companies that we work with? I think for the most part, it's it's what sales folks do now, now eliminating the idea whether they're actually finding the incoming leads or mm-hmm. or just servicing the incoming leads. The salesperson's job is to take the lead and follow it all the way till the deal is closed. And mm-hmm. so what they're doing is they're selling, they're following up over and over again, and they're communicating, communicating, communicating with those leads to to close the deals with them. That's really right. what they have to spend their time doing is, is you know, following up on leads. Mm-hmm. They're using tools and obviously Estimate Rocket, you know, we, we try not to make these plugs just for Estimate Rocket, but we do want to help people understand that Estimate Rocket is a great tool for that. Uh, and so let me just ask you, what tools do we see them using? So, so to, to speak generically, uh, you need a tool to keep track of your leads. And, and your your leads, what stage those leads are in, um, whether they've been estimated or not, whether they're in the you know accept pending acceptance stage and just the pure follow up stage, you need to know where they're at, and you need to be able to know what the value of those things are as they go through their different stages, uh, so that you can do your planning and and understand you know what's there and what if you need to ramp it up or back it off, you you can understand that by having those numbers available. So you need a tool that's going to make those numbers available to you so that you know where you stand. Estimate Rocket just happens to do a lot of that. Um, you also need, uh, you know, you need to be satisfying the website marketing and advertising uh, piece. You know, one way or the other, you got to get that. People have to know about you and have to, you know, be able to learn a little bit about you before they jump out to you, assuming they're not coming as a referral. 
So you really need tools to, you know, to manage those pieces uh, and make sure you're managing them well. There are lots of uh, lots of folks out there who specialize in service contractor marketing, and so there, you know, there's a lot of different avenues for that. Uh, and then the other thing is to the ongoing follow up with your uh, customer base, and that is things like getting a newsletter and publishing that out to your customers. That's become very popular. You can actually buy a newsletter from a company that will send it out to your constituency. Uh, and they'll do a lot of the legwork and you get to dress it up with, you know, some, a little bit of customized information about your company. So it's not like you necessarily have to, you know, create it from scratch, but I see a lot of really creative newsletters coming to us from our customers because we end up on their, on their uh, constituency list. And then the final thing might be uh, things like review generators, uh, tools like nice job that will help you to follow up and, and, you know, nail those lead, those uh, positive or negative reviews down from your customers and keep track of those because social sells. I mean, people, you know, there's a lot of statistics out there about what a high percentage of, of sales that get closed now simply because they had good reviews on Google or Facebook or wherever those, those folks are looking. So those are really, I think, the kind of the sets of sa- set of sales pieces that you have to have in place to to run the whole show. How do you see the salespeople specifically using Estimate Rocket? I mean, Estimate Rocket really does uh, provide what the salespeople need from lead to uh, getting a project, a deal closed and, uh, and even, you know, beyond that. So they're using it uh, specifically to, you know, communicate with the leads or the prospects uh, they're using it to create uh, propo- estimates and proposals for the prospects. Mm-hmm. They're using it to follow up with the prospects automatically, uh, schedule appointments, really all of the all of those pieces that are required for that whole entire sales process. So we talked in the Rival 4 training, it was Rival 4 sales teams, about five time savers. Um, you know, using Estimate Rocket. And I think this is something people can learn from no matter what they're using that <laughs> Uh, you you ought to have a tool, if not Estimate Rocket, that can do some of these things. So what were the time savers? And I'm wondering about some of the questions that came through in the session, if there's anything that really stood out. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, the the, the five time savers that we reviewed are uh, automated follow-ups. You, you know, we don't have enough time as it is. Automated follow-ups really are a huge, mm-hmm. huge time saver for people. And, you know, once you've initiated them, you can forget them. They, they sort of manage themselves and they really, really smooth out the, the process and they make sure that you're connecting with your customer. Uh, and even if it's an automated follow-up to you, the salesperson to say, hey, time for a phone call or something along those lines. I'm sorry, let me interrupt. I just want to say yeah. real quick that I had a thought this morning and I was thinking, I've heard this phrase, stepping over a dollar to pick up a dime. And I was like, where did, I don't know why it came up, but I was thinking about it. And I'm like, where did I hear it? And it was somebody, it, it might've been uh, Brandon Lewis or somebody, but he was talking about passing by repeat business to go get new customers. Mm-hmm. And that is the classic stepping over a dollar to pick up a dime because you're like, why aren't you making more business with who you have connections with already? They're warmed up. They've already used, they, it's the easiest thing probably if you knew how to do it to get that repeat business, it should be a large part of your income. And, um, but people just don't know how to do it. But those follow-ups is like, 
that's what it is. It's all about getting that repeat business. And, oh, oh my gosh. And, yeah. and let's talk about how much money does it take you to get one new customer? Right. It's, right. it's probably outrageous. I'm sure it's in the thousands of dollars yeah, yeah. to, to acquire through marketing and all that to acquire a new customer through mm-hmm. our automated follow-ups you can be asking your customers once the project is completed, you can be asking them for online reviews. You can be asking them for additional referrals. Do they have any friends who might be interested? You can be asking them for when they would like their next project. I got a call the other day. I was on a, on the phone with the customer and she said to me, how can I do a search for um, all my exterior paints um, for the last seven years, because once something has been done, um, they feel that after seven years, they need a redo. So, um, you know, perfect marketing yeah. within Estimate Rocket. And so- we, we, we try to get repeat business. I mean, at Estimate Rocket, that's our model is, you know, try to make sure that customers stay around for a while, enjoy what we're providing. It, it has, you know, we obviously have to make sure it changes their life and their business or they won't stay. But we focus on that first is people who, who are here, how do we keep them satisfied and keep coming back? So using that model, we're showing people how to do that. I mean, right. Would you say, Tom, that's kind of central to how we run Estimate Rocket is looking for that Absolutely. repeat business? Okay. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the, the model, our model is a, is a service model and, you know, we have to keep servicing our customers with software and, and the services that we provide. And in return for that, we, we do get repeat business, ongoing business. And, and it's a, it's a, I've been in both situations in, in years, many moons ago, I, we sold software. So you bought the software once and then you could, you know, you could get updates to it, but you'd have to basically buy it again for your updates. And it, and it was very expensive, you know, to buy in and it was a much different, you know, sales proposition, but you were mm-hmm. always having to resell it in mm-hmm. this particular, in, in this model, you know, we're, we're, as long as we keep servicing our customers properly, there's a really high probability that we're going to keep those customers and keep that revenue going and just keep building revenue as opposed to having to consistently find the same revenues over and over again. Right. And the nice thing is when you create raving fans, which is an actual book, if you want to read it, but once you create a program where you have raving fans, those raving fans want to go out and tell all their other friends about you. So use the network within your customer base to expand your business. It's, it's, it's basic and it's exactly like what Chris was saying originally that, you know, you, you have this base already to work from. So build mm. within that base. If you've done good work for someone, uh, you know, they're going to, they, they know you, they're going to want to come back to you. You just might need to nudge them now and then to let them, to remind mm-hmm. them that, Hey, do you re- we, we do, we do this service, you know, <laughs> give us a call and we'd be happy to do more of it for you. Right. Right. Yep. Okay. So I interrupted your flow there. I know, but you were talking about the time savers that we've talked about in Estimate Rocket. In addition to automated follow-ups and notifications, Estimate Rocket will give you a notification that you've got a, you know, that you've uh, an email has been sent or a proposal has been accepted or 
there's a new note in the queue so you can keep up with what you know changes are happening on your various projects um we have a, a, a hot tab which is a spot where you can go and see projects when a customer has uh, accepted or viewed one of your proposals it'll show up on the hot tab so you know it's time to give them a call back uh immediately because they're uh, they're in their hot stage looking at your proposal and we have our accountability reports are really, really powerful tool, and they are always they're real time. So, on a week to week basis, even the day to day basis, but on a week on a weekly basis, you can go in and look at what's going on and see, you know, what things have been closed and what things have been estimated and what projects have been completed, and see who's responsible for all of those things and how many they did and and what the value of them is. So. Those accountability reports are huge to help you manage your business and know, you know, what's coming in, what what do we have in the queue, uh, what's what's coming in upcoming weeks. All of that information is just instantly available for you. Uh, and then tagging, we Esmeralda has a tagging system, so you can tag your projects, hashtag your projects, and it just makes it really simple to hashtag them for various things that you might want to be checking on. And then you can quickly get a list of all the projects that have that particular hashtag and go and do whatever action you need to do on them. Questions that came through during the session, was there anything that stood out uh, You know, that was a kind of a fun thing for us to answer? Sometimes we have fun answering these questions because oh. it's, it's, it's changing people's business. It really is. Like people just wake up, they're like, oh my gosh, I never knew. So yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, you, you, it's the 80-20 rule. I think people <laughs> use, you know, uh, 20% of the features and things that are available and, and yeah. don't even know about the other 80%. It's true. It's true. Right. It all the time. I, in fact, I was talking to a customer today who's been with us for four years and she was asking me a few questions. And I said, I just want to know, have you ever signed up for our one-on-one trainings? And she's like, no, <laughs> I said, well, they're free. Oh, so nice. you might want to consider that. But it was just funny because she didn't know some of the features that I was telling her after being a customer for four years that were was inside of the program. Mm. Um, so I have to tell you, the the sales enablement features, that hot tab, I would be, I would be addicted looking at that about probably 15 times a day if I was selling through Estimate Rocket because it is such a great tool, a a lead stays as warm as a French fry. And so they get cold quickly and they're getting called from all your competitors. So you really, the the sales enablement tools that we have within Estimate Rocket are really outstanding because you want to know when someone's looking at that estimate or proposal, and that is the time to call them. And we notify you right away the minute they click and, and look at it. So, you know, there's a lot of wonderful tools um, that really help salespeople within Estimate Rocket. Right. Anything that stood out, Tom, with the questions? Uh, actually, the interesting one is uh, you know, what are industry templates, and that's kind of one of our uh, one of our best features. Not uh, not specifically sales related, but certainly proposal and estimate related. Uh, and they're they're just a tool that allows you to basically define a job form that where you can fill in the, the quantities, the counts and the measurements, square footage or, or counts of items. And it lets you build up all of your, uh, your boilerplate information, your includes and your excludes and all those things and your statements of work. And it makes it 
it makes it trivial to crank out a proposal or a really, really great estimate, which becomes a proposal in minutes. Um, and, and they're geared towards different trades. So they're for painting, they're for remodelers, they're for concrete repair, they're for uh, environmental services, you name it, we've got templates for them. And they're very, they're very geared towards those specific industries. So one other really important question that came in was, um, how do I keep track of salesperson and crew accountability? Which I thought was a great question when we're talking about hiring salespeople. Uh, and the key is reports. So there's a couple of key reports. There's a closing ratio report that you can get anytime, shows you, you know, by week, month, quarter, year, uh, how your how your salespeople are performing and and you know what their average job size is and just a, a wealth of information that you can use to really keep track of how your how your salespeople and your crews are performing. Yeah, you have to have good reports or you mm-hmm. have nothing, or you're just you're going week to week, month to month, year to year, but you can't have a plan without reports. Well, and, and frankly, your salespeople who are killing it, they want you to look at those reports. They yeah. want you to see how successful they are. And I'm sure they're getting paid based on those reports as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, if there's nothing to hide, you want the world to see how well you're doing. Dang, Kathy. <laughs> Dang. Absolutely. That was awesome. (laughs) If you're going to do it, do it right and kill it. That's right. Woo. That might be our uh, intro for this podcast. I think think that gets to something along the lines of that salespeople typically have pretty sizable egos. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There it is. There it is. Who are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, I just in general. Who are you talking smack about? In general. Present company excluded. Exactly. (laughs) Well, and I think when people are really passionate about what they do, that's how they feel about their job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is very helpful for people to learn how how we're doing sales and and we're doing it for Estimate Rocket. We're doing it in teaching Estimate Rocket customers how to how to run your sales, how to find salespeople, mm-hmm. what tools they should be using. So we go first. We always say that. Uh, we are learning how to grow our business, how to advance, how to do the best kind of sales that we can. And then we're passing our learnings on and we build it into the software. That's how we built the software. Because mm-hmm. we're running on that stuff, right. and uh, then we help other people do it. So excited to hear more uh, and to and to keep the kind of pushing forward with uh, some of the advanced information for sales and profit planning. We have the vision conference that's going to be coming up again. We did that last year, and we we take step by step. How do I set new goals for the coming year? How do I use the tools available to me? You know, obviously we're using Estimate Rocket, but people can bring whatever they have. And, um, you know, how do I use reports to kind of forecast and to achieve new, higher results and what the money that I'm bringing in, basically. So excited to talk more about that. Tom, thank you so much for being on Estimate Rocket Radio. We always love when our CEO visits us. Always a pleasure to get to chat with you guys. And uh, <laughs> I always enjoy the format of the, of the podcast. It's a lot of fun to interact and, and, and get grilled by my, uh, <laughs> my peers. <laughs> This is Estimate Rocket Radio. Join our team at EstimateRocket.com. Which came first, the project manager, the estimator, or the salesperson? <laughs>